0: You guys welcome to another pop culture kiki episode of Beyond the Blinds. It is me Troy McEedy and Kelly Williams. And I'm excited. I feel like we both have a lot. It looks like from our list there that we have a lot of shit to talk about.
1: It's much better than last week where we were just grabbing at any straw we could.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. We have a lot a lot to talk about this week.
1: So I saw Challenge Mania over the weekend and if you guys aren't familiar it's a podcast that um derek from the challenge and scott yeager host now listen you guys know i love the challenge more than anything it's one of my favorite shows of all time don't go to this if you get a chance and some people loved it right like this was some people's vibe i think it could have been great um it's just like the way the show was, there was no structure to it. And the reason I wanted to go, it had like Mark Long was there, Anissa, Landon, uh, Marie Rhoda, like the big names that I love. They had Landon out for maybe like 10 minutes and he kind of answered some questions and he was kind of cocky and I was like, I get it. You were great. He's like, MTV won't pay me. So that's why I haven't been on the show in forever. Um, but then everyone else came out and it just got weird. Like there were too many people on stage there weren't enough microphones for each cast member to have their own mic. And then they brought out Kenny. Oh my lord. Oh. And if you're not a challenge listener or even if you are, um Kenny's not allowed on the show. Trigger warning because he sec- allegedly sexually assaulted Tanya. That's why Evan and Kenny will never be on the show. And I know there are cast members who have said they don't believe it happened because Tanya was ABC, Tanya was crazy, whatever. But I don't think MTV would just pay someone out unless it was true. Well, also what she accused
0: them of was so specific, it would be really, really weird for somebody to make up what she said they did to her. She was very detailed.
1: Right. And um, they brought out Michelle Fitzgerald, who I know was on The Survivor for a few seasons. And it's kind of like a new mainstay of the challenge. Does she suck on the challenge? Yeah, she's not my favorite. Mm -hmm. Um, But people were like openly booing her and cheering for Kenny. And then like Scott Yeager and Derek, they're like, Kenny, you ever going to come back? What if you got a call? Would you come back? And I'm looking and I went with Blit, my girlfriend, and we were both kind of like, everyone in this audience should know why Kenny can't come back.
0: Yeah. this It's not really an option.
1: <laughs> it was just, it was crazy. Um, <laughs> it was supposed to end by seven and I left early because I just couldn't deal with it. Everyone was talking over each other. Um, and again, there was just like no structure. Like at one point Anissa was off the stage for like 10 minutes, then came back and dragged her chair to the other side of the stage and like the people who had side stage seats, side stage seats. Like she had their her back to them. It And then it became like the boys on one side of the stage and the girls on the other. It was just, it was chaos, but not in a fun way.
0: Do they do like regularly live shows or was this their first live show or something?
1: They've been doing live shows since 2018. Oh shit. Okay. And I feel bad because... you could tell Scott was trying to like wrangle everyone, but it was like wrangling cats Mm -hmm. and fucking Derek, my God, sir. Like, listen, the DC show, our first DC show, I was not sober on stage, but I was not Derek.
0: (laughs) Oh God. and We all, I, I know what drunk Derek looks like.
1: Yeah. If you're a fan of the challenge and like, Then he went through every row and high-fived everyone that was sitting down, which took up like eight minutes. And and again, people were loving it. People around us were laughing, having a great time. I just, when I see things live, I need a little more structure.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, you're paying money and you're like leaving your home. Right. (laughs) Watch people just hang out on stage, basically.
1: And it was so bizarre. Like everyone had a walk-up song. But, like, they'd start playing the song and then no one would walk up for, like, 45 seconds. (laughs) Okay. It was just, it was weird. But, like, like I said, the best thing that Landon kind of said out of everything, he's like, you know, MTV doesn't pay. They offered me five grand to leave my house for six weeks when I can't do that with my job.
0: That's absurd. (laughs) Five grand. Oh, my God. Yeah. But I guess like, you know, I guess it kind of makes sense because there's so many more people that are desperate to be on that show. They can just pay them peanuts and and they have all those shows to pull from now.
1: Right. And I mean, I'm sure like. Bananas in CT and CT and like Tory deal, their fees way more, but they're just trying to get Landon in because he's a favorite.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just so that they can promote him being on the show. That's wild. But it wasn't fun.
1: Yeah. And yeah, if you love the challenge and you think like challenge mania, maybe it is for you. I don't know. But if you want like structure, don't see it.
0: (laughs) Sounds like you shouldn't be sober either.
1: Right. That could have been it. I took an edible. So I thought I'd be laughing. But at one point I was like, I'm just uncomfortable. This isn't like funny.
0: (laughs) It made you too aware.
1: (laughs) (laughs) and Honestly, seeing Kenny took me out of anything
0: yeah yeah that's crazy (laughs) and like the nerve to act like he has the option to come back on it's like really well speaking of going to see things I went and saw poor things the other day and I I don't even I actually don't even have the words to describe Emma's performance like Emma Stone is so good in this movie I was very high and it's so funny because the theater was like pretty empty. It was like a late showing. And I was sitting next to this. He was definitely a homosexual. It was like us two <laughs> homosexuals giggling. And like, we were both we were both belly laughing at the same part. So I felt like I was like watching the movie with him. I have not laughed that hard at a movie in a really long time. Like to the point where I was like, un, un, I was uncomfortable with my own laughing. Like, I was laughing too hard and too loud (laughs) to control it. And she was bringing out my ugly laugh. She was so incredible. And I was honestly thinking the whole time, like, she's a comedy legend and she'll be looked at when she's older as a legend in comedy, like a Diane Keaton or something. And I was like, this movie will be one of her masterpieces. Like, this is... It was absolutely incredible. It was so good. Everybody was so good. It was beautiful. It was weird. It was like one of those movies where you just have to like completely let go and like let it wash over you. Cause it's so strange. But once you get into the groove of it it's one of the funniest movies I have ever seen. And I just, I was just blown away by her talent. Like I was just like, I, of course everybody knows Emma Stone is hilarious. But, like, it required a lot from her. Like, it was really... It was an intense role. And she just fucking killed it.
1: Well, that makes me really happy. Because, obviously, she started with comedy. But I think... I'm not going to, like, shame her for this. She started to become, like, a more serious actress. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad that she's reminding people how funny she is. And to me, I think this is probably... The reason that this is like the
0: masterpiece of her career and like will go down as one of the greatest things she'll ever do is because it's the complete mix of like acting, 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 acting. Like she's acting her ass off and it's also funny. So it's like the two things that she's really good at which is like drama and comedy. And it's so much physical comedy. It's such intense physical comedy and it's also she's like naked a lot oh it's it's just it's yeah it's a really like crass like it holds nothing back it's very intense like there's a lot of sex it's just it's a really intense role and it's also like two in some two and a half hours or something I could have watched it for eight hours just because of her she was seriously Go see it. Go see Poor Things before it's out of theaters. It's a theater movie.
1: I hate to call the actor this name, but Charlie from Girls, I heard he was like really, really good in it.
0: He's incredible. Honestly, everybody, Willem Dafoe is, uh, it's like one of the funniest roles I've ever seen him in, but it's like a real nuanced humor. Like you gotta have to watch the movie for 30 minutes to be like, oh, This is fucking hysterical. Like, you have to, like, kind of get into, like, the whole, like, world that they're they're building because it's very strange. But, yeah, go see poor things.
1: I guess that's a great way to talk about, like, Oscars since Emma was nominated. And I know people are furious that Margot Robbie and Greta Gerwing didn't get um, nominated, which I think is complete bullshit because Ryan did.
0: I'm furious that Zach didn't get nominated.
1: So, I guess what happened was um, A24 released the movie two days too late. Yeah. And that's kind of where everything got fucked up. But can't you just bend the rules for Zach once?
0: Come on. (laughs) Are you fucking kidding me? Like, that is such an annoying technicality. Because now that means that the entire movie, like, nobody can be nominated for anything. It's completely snubbed. And... It just makes me really sad. I just think that that would have been like really major for Zach's career. Yeah, it makes me very sad. But I will also say, I think that there's like something to be said about the press surrounding somebody who's like snubbed. Mm-hmm. Like you can really take that and run with it for years, maybe even more than if you actually win.
1: So what do you think of um, Barbie's nominated for best picture, but Greta is not nominated for best director? Yeah that's just such bullshit
0: it's so dumb it's so stupid and it's also just like how can you break a guinness record and not for film and not be nominated this year that you break a fucking guinness record give me a break it just shows how broken the system is
1: i agree and i am so glad america ferreira got nominated i think america ferreira is incredible but even her in this role wasn't like her best role ever
0: no, I mean, she was like <laughs> great and she was fun and funny, but like, it wasn't like, as I say all the time, she wasn't giving Schindler's list. I mean, she wasn't lifting the heaviest in that movie and she was great. But like, for Greta to not be nominated, I just think is really, it's like actually absurd.
1: Yeah, and I've seen a lot of discourse on Twitter and it made me think more like Barbie could have been a movie without Barbie in it. Ken was so heavily featured in that movie he had his Mm -hmm. own dance sequence his own like fights everything and I was like you know what fuck Ken there shouldn't have even been Ken in the movie let's just say hi Barbie and that's it right
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah I just Oscar noms are just so they're just such bullshit to me now that I'm older and I realize like how political it all is and Mm -hmm. all the technicalities like the two days thing like it's just all bullshit and I hope that Zach, I hope, honestly, not that I wish any harm on Zach, but I hope that this is his first of many snubs so that he can be like Leo Mm -hmm. and just continue for the rest of his career to, for people to be like, give him an Oscar. Like that's even better than winning. I
1: totally agree with you. And you're right. You can really leverage that. Yeah.
0: And a lot of people say winning ruins their career. Like that winning the Oscar actually like fucks up you know, your future roles. Especially
1: if you win Best Actress, then you get divorced like two months later.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, then you're Monique and you don't work for the next 10 years.
1: My God. (laughs) I wanted to mention
0: the Coachella lineup. It just got announced and I would like to announce that I for the first year ever in history. I'm going to Coachella.
1: I cannot wait to hear about you in the desert. (laughs) I'm going to Coachella. I just...
0: You know, anybody who knows me knows that, like, my millennial curse is that I am a huge fan of No Doubt. Like, I am a big No Doubt fan. No Doubt was one of my first concerts ever, the Tragic Kingdom tour. And I am an apologist for Gwen Stefani. I just can't get her out of my veins. So... I'm going to see No Doubt. Like, I am going to Coachella to see No Doubt. And also, it doesn't hurt that Lana Del Rey, who is now my favorite artist, is going to be there too. But I'm really excited. Um, I'm excited for my first first Coachella experience. If anybody has any, like, tips... I'm obviously not camping. (laughs) Um, Me and Paris Hilton are not going to be sleeping in the dirt. But I'm very excited. We're going to get a hotel. And I just, like... I don't know how to Coachella. Like I know how to music festival, but Coachella feels like its own thing. And I don't know how to do it. So if anybody has tips on how to Coachella, feel free to DM me, but I'm excited.
1: All I can think of are those alleged secret tunnels that Ryan Seacrest has like under the Coachella fields. (laughs) And you're going to get like sucked into one.
0: (laughs) I know. I just, I was thinking about like, I'm going to be surrounded by people that we talk about.
1: Yeah. And we've done a full episode on Coachella alone. I know.
0: I know. I'm like am I going to get am I going to share a cigarette with Emma Roberts? Like what's going to happen to me at Coachella?
1: You have to share a cigarette with even if she like ashes it on you. It's an honor. <laughs> I'm excited to see
0: famous people. I'm not excited to see influencers. That's going to be so fucking annoying, but Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I will report back and take many, many notes.
1: I'm excited to see your outfits. I feel like you'll have fun graphic tees
0: and stuff. Yeah, I want to find cool shirts. I'm just excited. I'm very, very excited to like experience uh, the, the, what's the word?
1: Illustrious? What's the word I'm looking for? Um, Elusive, extravagant. Elusive, (laughs) elusive. The, The infamous Coachella. Speaking of music festivals, the lovers and friends um, just got dropped the the lineup and we may be having a live show on the day of this so I'm okay to miss it because I love our live shows. But this lineup, Janet Jackson Janet Jackson, Usher is going to perform all of Confessions. Backstreet Boys, Gwen Stefani, Alicia Keys, Lo Wayne is going to be singing The Carter Three, Nas, Ludacris, Nelly, My- Mary J. Blige, Nelly Furtado, Sierra, TLC, Ja Rule and Ashanti, T-Pain, MIA, Akon, Neo, Keisha Cole, Brandy, Monica, Eve, 98 Degrees, um, Ying Twins, JoJo, Twista, Mims, Jaquan, Kalise, Jeremiah, Maya. Jason Derulo, Method Man, Robin Thicke, Kelly Rowland, Timbaland. Like, my good God. I just named every now CD I've ever had.
0: Honestly, this look, it's so insane that it looks like a parody. Like, it looks like one of those fantasy um, things that people like make up.
1: Yeah. And I remember when the first one came out, I think it was canceled by COVID, but everyone was like, this looks fake. There is no fucking way.
0: Yeah. I, I remember thinking like, this is obviously made up by somebody. It's like those Coachella lineups where it's like Hanson, B2K, BB Mac, like where people make them up. That's what it feels like. Cause it's so stacked. Like each one of those is like a once in a lifetime, like TLC. Like I, I can't even,
1: I, yeah, I can't even wrap my head around it. It's probably for the best I can't see Backstreet Boys, Usher, and Lil Wayne in the same night. Because I don't know if I'd survive it. Your
0: head would like just explode. <laughs> it's crazy. It's uh, Yeah, it's wild.
1: So something over the weekend, I'm sure everyone has seen it. Jason Kelsey. Um, he took his shirt off, jumped out the booth window at the Bills game, in Bills Chiefs game started like high-fiving people, doing all this stuff. And we did get some DMs from people being like, will you talk about this and talk about how this is wrong and how like, it's not okay he did this if Janet Jackson was wrong. And I think the discourse with Janet Jackson, we've talked it kind of into the ground. Like, yes, it's very wrong what happened to Janet Jackson. Mm -hmm. Jason Kelsey taking a shirt off doesn't bother me, just like Janet Jackson's nipple didn't bother me. But one thing I haven't seen a lot of people talking about is Cara Delevingne was right next to him, and and I don't know how out of all of Taylor Swift's like girl squad that Cara Delevingne is the one that has stuck around the longest.
0: She is like the actual physical embodiment of Where's Waldo. She's <laughs> somewhere. She's she's everywhere, all at once. At the same time, she's all she's like in eight places at once, all the time. It's amazing. Like she's just, I, I can't get enough of her.
1: So that was really all I had to say about the whole thing. Um, <laughs> just thankful for Cara Delevingne still just sticking around. And if you don't, yeah. if it's like all this Taylor Swift stuff, say whatever, but it's like, why Cara out of all of the girls, do you keep around? <laughs>
0: Honestly, she's the most fun for sure. She's the one. And I also saw on her Instagram, like, I don't know, a few weeks ago, I just forgot to bring it up on during recording that she was like celebrating a milestone of sobriety. Good for her. Yeah. And she looks really good. Like she looks so much healthier when you, I mean, she's stunning. Obviously it's Cara Delevingne, but when you look at like her, not great years, like the year that she was, following meg the stallion around on the red carpet and stuff like she does right now look insanely healthy compared to that she's just so beautiful that you don't when she's not in a good place like you can't really tell because she's stunning and her whole thing is that she's kind of like looks like she's on drugs all the time (laughs) so you know we're celebrating Kara,
1: and she was walking hand in hand with meg after SNL so I mean Meg has forgiven Cara for whatever that was at the AMA or wherever
0: (laughs) yes Meg just seems like a cool girl who gets it she's like girl you need water and you need a piece of bread and you need like a cold damp cloth and you just gotta like calm the fuck down (laughs) so I have officially become you guys' connection to the Zeus Network as you know I am the messenger for all things Zeus Network drama and um. So ironically, right after we recorded last week, all hell broke loose on the internet with the Zeus network and was trending all over TikTok and all over Twitter. Um, basically this girl from the show, a Girl, who's like kind of been a breakout star, even though she's been famous for a long time, but she's a one of the breakout stars of baddies. She went on Instagram live and exposed the entire Zeus network and everything that's going on there. And this is so fascinating to me because if you listen to our show, you've I'm I'm sure heard us talk about like Love Island and all of those different like beach reality shows where really it's just like basically a brothel, and it's like glamorized yachting. So she basically, this won't come as any surprise to any as a surprise to anybody listening, but she basically alluded to the fact that the Zeus Network is running a prostitution ring. And that baddies is this big like reality TV excuse to basically pimp out a bunch of girls. Now, we've talked a lot about Natalie Nunn on this show and I've talked about how Natalie is always going to Dubai with the girls and she's a madam. Like Natalie herself is a pimp. Allegedly, allegedly. Allegedly. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) what Stunna Girl was basically saying was that the owner of Zeus Network. um, He sleeps with all the girls. Um, It's required that he sleeps with them. Some of them, people like Scotty think that they're like in relationships with him. Like he has all these different relationships with all the different girls from the show. While at the same time, his wife is also involved in Zeus Network and hosts reunion shows for him. So he has his wife who is his bottom bitch. And then he has all these girls from baddies that he's sleeping with. And what came out was that an STD was transferred like throughout the cast because he was fucking all these girls. So Scotty, and I wanna say it was like Anna and somebody else, there was like a chlamydia scare. Yeah. And it's just a fucking mess. And he, so then he, after all that happened and the whole internet was talking about it and like going crazy about how this is like, cause for a lot of people, this is the first time they're ever hearing stuff like this. So they're like losing their shit. Like, oh my God, prostitution and Dubai and all this stuff. So he paid a bunch of the girls from the cast to post on social media, how great he treats them. And then he gave them all findy purses So they all opened, the girls that took the bait opened up their Fendi bags on Instagram Live and on TikTok. And they were like, thank you, Lemmy. Thank you. Thank you for the bag. Zeus is so good to me. The Zeus network treats me so well. Very clear that they had like accepted being like paid off. But this whole thing is fucking insane. And again, I just... I, I, I can't believe that Natalie Nunn has like positioned herself this way. Like she's like very famous again and she's making a lot of money exploiting these young black girls who a few years ago, she would have said were dirty because they were dark skinned because she is a colorist and does not like black women and has made it very clear. But Natalie has been doing this on TV for a very long time. And now it's just like people are catching up to it and a lot of people are re-watching Bad Girls Club and noticing the shit that she used to say about like, p- about pimping out girls. Like she used to kind of openly joke about it but people didn't know like to put it together. So it's insane. I'm gonna continue watching Baddies because I'm trash and I'm very excited for the reunion that's gonna be coming up. But
1: it's very blind item me, honestly. What's funny is last week, I was like, is anything ever going to happen to the Zeus Network? You're like, no, no chance. I know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I still don't, I don't know. I, I do think that a lawsuit is inevitable for Zeus Network, but I just wonder what it will look like because it could be so many different things. Um, But yeah, that is a big old prostitution ring, the Zeus Network.
1: Well, I'm excited to get my updates from you because, like, I didn't really know about this show. I'd see, like, um, what's his name? Blueface, is it?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'd see, like, him on Twitter, and I didn't know what people were talking about. So it's nice to have context.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's wild. The baddies TikTok, get on baddies TikTok. It's, it's a fun place to be. This week's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. I know for myself, I've talked about this before, I became pretty dependent on therapy after the pandemic. It really changed my perspective on it. And now it's something that I feel like I need in my life. Whereas before I felt like it was like something optional or I could like kind of dip my toe in and out of, which is obviously not the way to do therapy. Um, So the fact that BetterHelp is in my life now and I have access to really convenient help is what helps me. Cause I need it to be convenient or I'm not going to stick with it. And I know that my real, I mean, my relationships have gotten better because of it, because I've learned how to communicate better, especially with family members. I won't say which ones, but especially with family, I feel like I've definitely learned positive coping skills and positive ways to respond. Um, I used to have a very razor sharp tongue And I've learned more positive ways to respond to uh, things that I may not agree with, with family members That is putting it lightly. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge become your own soulmate whether you're looking for one or not visit betterhelp.com/blinds today and get 10% off your first month that's betterhelp h e l p.com/blinds
1: this episode is also sponsored by stitch fix are you frustrated with not having the right wardrobe to match your evolving lifestyle Whether you're going on vacation, looking for maternity wear, or simply bored of your old choices, the stylists at Stitch Fix make sure you always have something to wear. Stitch Fix is the best way to shop new styles and brands. Think of them as your style partner. Your stylist will learn about your taste and collaborate with you on looks you love without breaking the bank. You simply share your preferences, sizes, and budget, and Stitch Fix sends you five items in a fix right to your door. With your choices in mind and sizes from extra small to 3XL, they'll find your perfect fit. Try everything on at home, keep what you like, and send back the rest. Shipping and returns are always free. They have over a thousand brands and styles, so no matter what season of life you're in, Stitch Fix has you covered. Simply order a refresh as needed or set it and forget it with the regular fixes you're in control. Over time, Stitch Fix and their seasoned stylist experts will match you with greater precision to perfect pieces for you based on your likes and dislikes. It is so easy. So I am someone who sucks at shopping. I can't do it. I have a tough time. I have no style. I love jeans and a t-shirt and I love to keep it moving. But I tried Stitch Fix and I did ask them not to put in any shoes, which I think is really cool. You can ask for no jewelry, no shoes, no handbags, kind of whatever you want. I was looking for jeans and nice tops, going out tops as the millennials will call them. But I was sent a few sweaters that I love. I was actually, I loved everything I had. I kept my entire box. That's why I want you to try Stitch Fix. Thanks, Stitch Fix. They just get me and they'll get you too. Try today at stitchfix.com blinds and you'll get 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. That's stitchfix.com blinds. Stitchfix.com blinds. So I don't know if anyone follows Michelle Trachenberg on Instagram or if anyone's had eyes on her Instagram um I am very worried for Michelle,
0: yeah um I didn't I don't follow her so I didn't know like I I was like kind of late to this like I just saw I think I got a TMZ alert about it to be honest with you like there was like just an explosion on the internet of people being randomly concerned about her mm-hmm. Just based on how she looks.
1: <clears throat> yeah, there are some pictures that she posted and I believe have taken down now, but her eyes look like yellow, almost like jaundice or something. Um, she was on the Gossip Girl reboot last year. And when I saw her, I was kind of like, oh, she's definitely gotten something done.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, So I guess like seeing the newer pictures, it just really frightened me, like the color of her eyes. Because, like, her work kind of looked like how she looked in the Gossip Girl reboot. Just maybe, and I hate using this term, but maybe, like, a little more weathered.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, But, yeah, and she keeps posting all these things about how she's A-OK and, and all this stuff. I will say, He Who Shall Not Be Named does have a really good episode. And also, um, Cassandra explains it all. She has an episode on Michelle that you should all listen to. Um, And she has like insider info. It's it's pretty dark, honestly.
0: I mean, I'll be honest. I didn't recognize her when I saw the picture. And I saw her quote saying like, like you guys basically need to come to terms with the fact that I'm not like 15 anymore. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that that's what the concern was tied to. It's not that she looks old. She just looks unrecognizable and like not healthy.
1: So my immediate thought was allegedly after Amanda Bynes dated Kid Cudi, that's when all of Amanda's stuff started happening. Allegedly. Michelle Trachenberg was allegedly dating Kid Cudi for like six years, just super quietly. So it makes me wonder a little.
0: Yeah, um, I felt I was like, at first I was like mad about it. Cause I just like had not seen her and I was like, oh God, what now are people are like, are mad that Michelle Trackenberg like lost weight or something. Or so I thought it was going to be something stupid, but then I saw her Mm -hmm. and I was like, it's a little concerning.
1: It's starting to get into the scary territory and maybe it's already at scary, honestly, but it's like all eyes on her right now.
0: Yeah. Well, we're rooting for you, Michelle Trackenberg, always, you know that.
1: I'll always have a soft spot for her.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, I wanted to talk I don't really have many fashion moments on this podcast but I am a fashion gay <laughs> um, whether you guys know that or not I do fa- follow fashion pretty closely I'm on fashion TikTok like I'm I'm a fashion homosexual
1: well and- sorry you did a podcast with a big old butch
0: <laughs> <laughs> there are two fashion things I wanted to mention the first being um, I just wanted to give a shout out to the most recent Beaumont show because there was a Balmain just had like kind of an internet moment because they had a really, really, really good uh, fall winter 2024 show. And it was so just like, it was just so cool. Like just Google Balmain winter 2024. It is absolutely some of the most stunning clothes I've ever seen in my life. And it looked very inspired by like tech, like, like, um, like cell phone screens, like there were like images of people's faces like blown up. It looked like zoomed in. And um like the big moment that everybody's like talking about on TikTok is like this blazer that looks like um a person holding like a bouquet of flowers, but the flowers were actually like embedded into the blazer. And like it's just really it was just really, really cool. And I wanted to mention it because for a while Bauman became the Kardashian machine and thanks to like Kanye's relationship with Olivier, like it just felt like his whole brand revolved around the Kardashians like all year long up to the point of the fucking Met Gala where they would then wear Beaumont, like it was just too much. And it feels kind of like, I don't know. I was just like over it for a while, but they had a really great show. All that to say that also Balenciaga just, in quotes, officially announced Kim Kardashian as their brand ambassador. And you just cannot help but laugh. Like it's such a joke. Kim Kardashian had like a short little stint after all of the Balenciaga stuff happened where she was like still clearly wearing Balenciaga, but it wasn't like so in your face. Like it was like, small purses or like a pair of shoes it was like much more toned down and then she absolutely started incorporating balenciaga more and more boldly into her like streetwear looks she's being photographed wearing it more for them to announce her as the brand ambassador (laughs) is such a joke uh so yeah i guess we're like not mad at balenciaga anymore (laughs) we've moved whatever Yeah, we've apparently we've moved on and we were men in blacked, and now Kim Kardashian is the fresh face of Balenciaga. We're also lucky.
1: I mean, we've said it since probably <clears throat> the start of this podcast. The Kardashians own that men in black mind eraser thing.
0: For sure. It's absolutely absurd. Our new brand ambassador, Kim Kardashian. It's just so
1: silly. <laughs> like, what? What? So I don't know if you saw, I'm sure you did. Justin Timberlake did a free show in Memphis. And let me tell everyone on Twitter, don't ever tweet anything bad about Justin Timberlake. Cause if you think Ariana Grande fans are nuts, NSYNC fans are fucking rabid.
0: Especially now.
1: Especially now. Um, so he announced a new album coming out. He did a free show in Memphis and we got a few DMs. He wasn't wearing a wedding ring and usually he does. And I think there have been like blind item, I mean, blind item rumors about him and Jessica since day one. But it was said that allegedly last year, Justin and Jessica were going to divorce, but then they couldn't because of all the um, Britney stuff and him finally talking about Janet and all that extra stuff. So I do think 2024, probably soon, they're going to announce a divorce you
0: know what's interesting? Cause it's like at a, at one point, like he was such a come up for her Mm -hmm. and now it's like, she's associated with all of this bullshit because of him that has nothing to do with her. And like, it just makes her, obviously he's the father of her children, but it just makes her look. I don't know the word I would use. It doesn't make her look great to be, silently associated with him and to like every once in a while come out with like a statement, some PR written statement about how he's actually a good person. Like, I don't know. Good luck, Jessica.
1: And what's crazy is I watched a lot of like the clips from Justin and I've always thought Justin is a great singer, great performer, terrible person. But watching it, I was like, that's Justin Timberlake? Yeah, like, it was giving Will Schuster, my God.
0: <laughs> His long-lost twin.
1: Watching him sing, um, Water, I was like, what is this? Because whatever it is, isn't what you think it is.
0: Yeah, I, I have to be honest. I I think that I said this, like, the last time we had a real intense Britney conversation. I've sort of, like, freed myself of him. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't hate him anymore. I don't feel anything for, like, I just, he it's almost like he doesn't exist to me. And when I hear that he's like doing, because in my mind, the most clear, we were actually talking about this last night. In my mind, the most obvious thing that Justin Timberlake could do as somebody who most of the world doesn't like anymore, doesn't fuck with, is just get back with NSYNC.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: he has such a fucking ego that he can't do it. I just believe that in my spirit
1: and i honestly hope this does blow up because I, like i said he treats those other bandmates like shit yeah. and he used them to get back in the public's good graces and is just going to do a solo tour i don't see any kind of reunion tour show anything yeah. um i know chris kirkpatrick was there but he also lives in nashville so he just had to do like a little three hour drive, but none of the other bandmates were there.
0: It really is like, if he could get out of his own way, like if I was his Samantha Jones, I'd be like, you got to do this. Mm-hmm. Even if it's like a limited run, you do three shows or something, or you perform for like a week or whatever, like a couple shows back-to-back weekends, just to make a shit ton of money and get some positive press around you. Nobody wants to see you pop, lock, and drop, and beat bop on stage anymore, girl. Get over it. How many times do you need to be made fun of and become a meme for you to understand that our er- like our like era of watching you beatbox? We're about 15 years past it. We no longer desire it. The whole world has moved on from your cornrows and your
1: beatboxing. Like, let it go. Well, get ready, because I think this week. He's going to be on Jimmy Fallon and then SNL.
0: That's shocking. <laughs> That's shocking that those would be his two stops. I can't <laughs> believe it. I wonder if they'll do skits. <laughs> uh, um, well, all that to say that Crossroads is going to be on Netflix next week. <laughs> next month. <laughs> so please watch Crossroads on Netflix. We are finally getting... C- crossroads streaming. I don't know if it's ever streamed or maybe it did for like a little I don't know, but it's this is the most accessible crossroads will be since it came out a million years ago.
1: I think the last time I watched it, I was like eighteen or nineteen. i'm I'm excited to watch it with like adult eyes, yeah, because I'll obviously watch it totally different. like ta- the Taryn Manning in the stairs scene,
0: oh my God, I know. I was honestly shocked how many people when we saw it in the theater. Like, a lot of people were crying. And I was like, oh, this is, like, a lot of people's first time seeing this, or they haven't watched it since they were kids.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, good. Everyone should watch Crossroads, because it is a good movie. And not yeah, just the in it. Like, it is a good movie in general.
0: It's so good.
1: Speaking of Netflix, I need everyone to watch An American Nightmare. Um, So it takes... It, It's set up like a few years back. I think it's 2015 is when everything started. And I vaguely remember this where there was like a quote, real life gone girl, the girl who got kidnapped and then came back home, wasn't like hurt or anything. And I always just thought it was a hoax. I was like, oh, that's pretty fucked up. That girl did that. So spoiler alerts for anyone who's not familiar or plans to watch. But at the end of the episode, they show the woman who was kidnapped. And I was like, Holy shit. She's going to talk about how she lied to the police. The police just didn't look into it. And there was a man named Michael who like kidnapped this woman thinking that she was someone else. He sexually assaulted her, then dropped her back off at her parents' house and was just like, don't tell anyone that I was a lawyer or that I was a Marine. And then he went like 400 miles north where he lived and did it three other times. And then the police in California with the original, like, wouldn't stop saying that it was just a Gone Girl repeat. So they didn't look into it. They didn't believe. And it is kind of like an unbelievable story, right? You're woken up in the middle of the night and you return with, like, your bags of things without being hurt. So they thought. Um, but, yeah, like, the original police just kind of handed it to the FBI. The FBI didn't believe that this girl was really kidnapped. And it's just, it's insane. It's three episodes. I highly suggest everyone watch it. I can't, I don't even want to like dive into everything because I think people should watch it.
0: I sent it to my watch later. So you've inspired me.
1: It is. It, halfway through the second episode, I got up and like locked my door and chained it.
0: Oh my God.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Holy shit. Um, speaking of documentaries and police and and insane stories, I just wanted to mention like the, the insane discourse right now around Gypsy Rose is so inappropriate.
1: With Natalie Nunn? Like, I'm this is exactly,
0: we talked about
1: this. Mm-hmm.
0: We talked about this before she got out that like, she's just gonna get like, yasqueened into the internet and not know what the fuck's going on and like I just think like the public's lack of like restraint when it comes to turning everything into a fucking meme, like not everything and everybody is meant to be a fucking meme. And Gypsy Rose is not memeable. Like nothing about Gypsy Rose should be funny. And I just think like, it just shows how fucking vapid and stupid people are like, people acting like they're so like we've come so far when it comes to mental health and use this term and not this term shut the fuck up honestly because all of that is really just semantics compared to how we actually treat people and for people to think that she would get out of jail and then be like this perfect like idea of like an internet celebrity or something like she's been imprisoned her whole life like not even just in jail, but like with her mom. This is literally her first time being free ever in her whole entire life. And then she gets out of prison and it's not exactly what fucking TikTok wants it to look like for her to be out of jail. So then they're mad at her a week after her getting out of prison. How about you just shut the fuck up? Like, how about like people who have trauma and are suffering from like mental health shit and whatever, it doesn't need to look some specific way for you to be able to accept it or validate it. Like it, I could go on for hours. It just made me sick.
1: No, I agree with you. And also Lamar, step the fuck away from Gypsy Rose. Lamar Odom, always trying to get his greasy little hands on like anyone in the public eye that he thinks needs help. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here.
0: Yeah. Of all people.
1: You know, And you're right, it is tough because I do think Gypsy Rose should be allowed to go on these shows and say her story and do that. But you're right, not everything has to be a meme. Not everything has to be like, yes, you slayed your mother, slay queen, you slay me too. It's like, she was, you're right, she was terribly abused her whole life. And she's even said, you know, she regrets the way she handled everything, but she didn't know any better at the time. And people are like, she, your mom deserved to die. Kill that bitch. It's like, she's trying to tell you that she should have went about it a different way. She doesn't need you to say you did the right thing. Cause she knows that like, she couldn't have survived under those circumstances, but she's trying to tell you, I went about it the wrong way. And you're standing there being like, no girl, you did the right thing. And like, she's not
0: media trained. So it's like, if you're expecting her to go on all these talk shows and just say the perfect thing and be the perfect victim for everybody to like prop up. And cause that's like, I mean, it's, they do the same thing with Britney mm-hmm. like her post trauma, the way she looks, the way she acts after being abused is not the way people prefer her to, to be. And they just like, can't get a, like, can't wrap their head around it. And I feel like they're doing the same thing with gypsy where it's like, it's not, giving what they thought it would give so now they're just like over her and people are trying to cancel her or whatever and it's just like oh people are so the internet is so exhausting
1: yeah and over the weekend there was like a fake gypsy rose account dming i think a fake natalie nunn or maybe not a fake natalie nunn account
0: I think the fake account was DMing real Natalie Nunn.
1: That's what I think too. Because then the real Gypsy Rose, the verified, like DM'd her and was like, just make sure there's a check mark. That's how, like, and Natalie's like, no, that was a fake account. That was my fake account too, but thanks. Right. And then people are like shitting on how Gypsy Rose reached out to Natalie. And I'm like, that's nice that she was like, hey, that's not me. I have a blue check mark. Because... Again, Gypsy Rose doesn't like know how to use the internet. So for her, she's trying to be like, hey, you might not know either.
0: Right. And then of course, Natalie is then going to take it and and try and fucking turn it into a TMZ headline. So she's now invited Gypsy on baddies. I'm just like, put me out of, kick me off of a ledge and put me out of my fucking misery. Because this cannot be the world that we live in where Natalie Nunn is wasted outside of a nightclub and inviting gypsy rose on baddies east it can't be my reality
1: it's either natalie nunn or janelle evans being like gypsy rose we want to hear your story
0: yeah like just let this girl be and like stop trying to get her to be like your perfect little meme she has been through so much crazy shit that none of us would ever be able to wrap our heads around and it's just like it's okay to like not have an opinion and to shut the fuck up. I don't know if people know that or not, but shutting the fuck up is an option. It is it's, It is an option. It's always presented.
1: As we have like mics in our face. <laughs> I <know. laughs> silly. The last thing I wanted to talk about. So Cheer on Netflix, I think is one of the most dark sided <laughs> portals to hell. Everything <laughs> about Cheer freaks me out. It always bothers me. When there's like a teacher or somebody, I'll just say like a power figure that wow. like goes after kids who clearly have like a bad home life and they're kind of like their savior. So this just came out that cheer star Monica Eldama's son, Austin has been arrested and charged with possession of child pornography in Texas His arrest follows the 2020 arrest of Jerry Harris, a cheerleader at the college on child pornography charges in 2022. Harris was sentenced to 12 years in prison. And apparently Monica was previously sued for allegedly trying to cover up one of her former cheerleader sexual assaults. And I don't know if everyone remembers last year with like Ladarius. Ladarius was going on his Instagram live and he was like, Monica really just saw a poor kid that she thought she could um, take advantage of, and yeah, it's just cheer Netflix. The dark side of cheer is what I'm ready for for Vice.
0: Yeah, it's gonna, <laughs> it's going to happen. And they said that he, the the stuff that he possessed was like children younger than ten, mm-hmm. like really dark, intense shit. I just. Who would have ever thought that so much darkness would come out of, like, such a random, seemingly happy escapism thing about like, cheer?
1: Like, Navarro cheer from a community college? You know once Monica got on Dancing with the Stars, that's when I was like, ooh, we're in trouble.
0: Yeah. And they all blew. It's like, I guess that's the the scary thing about, because that wasn't, a, obviously, a reality show. It was, like, a docuseries mm-hmm. kind of thing. And it kind of gave me TLC vibes where like a camera crew shows up somewhere rural and like makes a bunch of people famous overnight. And then you find out that they have a bunch of skeletons in their closet. It's very that to me.
1: Yeah. And then you look at like a Gabby Butler who's like 45 and still cheerleading.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, And you see like how her parents are to her. And you're like, I guess thank you for shedding light on that. But what the fuck?
0: yeah yeah it's it's like really crazy it just the hits just keep on coming and for Monica to be one degree separated from several people that now have like right that attached to them in some way is crazy like what are the odds of that
1: yeah I mean I think it's just gonna get more and more dark as the cheer secrets continue to to spill
0: i agree i think that this is definitely not like the last of it that we'll 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 hear um yeah but i i agree with you i am ready for the the dark side of cheer maybe it's too soon but it's going to happen
1: <laughs> i mean that's kind of all i had i i have the grammy performers so far uh, that's Dua Lipa, Billie Eilish, Olivia Rodrigo, Burna Boy, Luke Combs, and Travis Scott. So it looks like another award show that's gonna be exactly like every other award show. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Looks like no surprises coming. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I wanted to talk about. Um, we got a lot of requests to talk about Natalia, because we did we've not talked about, we haven't, like, really... Mention anything since uh...
1: Natalia Grace?
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, did you watch like the. Recent? Yeah.
0: So I watched everything now.
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah. Natalia Grace is something that gets my blood boiling. <laughs> like, it's, it really, it's so hard for me to watch. And obviously, like, the way people treat like disabled people in this country to begin with is really disgusting. And you know her her first adoptive parents could have gotten her all these surgeries and i don't know if i i don't know cuz how it ended with the family that adopted her calling yeah and she's still living with them she's on tiktok with them
0: are they pushing a reality show? Are they going to get a show?
1: There's a part of me that's worried that this is like a long con. And I'm not saying what happened in Natalia's fake. I really, I do believe that she was abused and treated terribly. But I'm worried about like this new family just looking at her like a paycheck. And apparently she made she made a TikTok video about it, but I didn't see it. I just kind of like heard it because mm. she deleted it quick. But apparently she said that that the man's family has used her as a paycheck for years.
0: I mean, their whole thing, their whole pastor, daddy, whatever the fuck, the amount of times that I would have told that man to shut the fuck up, that pastor, I would have been like, get off your knee. Please don't bend down and please don't even attempt to bend down and pray over me, sir. I don't know who you think you are. Like, I got really weird vibes from that family to be honest with you Mm -hmm. Them basically i guess i wouldn't have thought that it was so weird if their position was like yeah you know like she's been through a lot like she was abused like there could have been weird things happening or whatever but for them to act like every single thing that has ever been that she's ever been accused of even from her neighbors who didn't like know her and they weren't like trying to benefit off of her doing some weird shit you know what I mean like she was abused but their position was just very like Disney about the whole thing
1: yeah and honestly like if Natalia did put thumbtacks on the stairs I'm sure she had good reason (laughs) exactly she'd she'd be fucking mazed. hello honestly though I am team Natalia um I don't care if this is a blind love for her I just think she's been through so much And the fact that they even hinted that she could have been an adult and the fact they changed her fucking age and she's nine living in an apartment. Like fuck Christine for life and Michael. And like, I don't, I don't know. It's just, it's really heartbreaking. Honestly. I
0: agree. And it really adds a lot of, I felt like this special added a lot of context to what we knew about her. Like, you know, like even with like the apartment stuff, it's like, yeah, she was a literal child. So her showing up to other people's houses and knocking on doors and trying to like hang out with people's kids and stuff. She was a literal child.
1: Right. And there's one scene or one segment where they're talking to like her old lady neighbor and the old lady's like, she was trying to fuck all these men. I'm like, you can catch these hands too. I don't discriminate. I will fight you too. Like, I don't know it is again just heartbreaking that like this little girl is used as this tool for so many people yeah and it just yeah it's just sad
0: it was very sad and Michael continues to make himself look like I'm just like he is so insane and so outrageous it's almost like he knows he's like so memeable and like It's like he knows that people will see him as such a joke that they'll look past all the horrific stuff. And like his whole thing of like, she got us both. We are both victims together. Are you out of your fucking mind? And even his lawyer, his lawyer, we can step outside. Like what the
1: fuck? His his lawyer is also a piece of shit. The stuff that he said about her. And the scene where he like, pulls this son aside and he's like you can talk about the abuse because you won't get in trouble I'll get in trouble you won't yeah I don't know how Christine's not in jail or Michael
0: we ever gonna get the Christine interview
1: I'll I'll find her (laughs) 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 I run up to her with my phone I'm like I have questions
0: next week we have Christine on you guys
1: she Um, moved to like Canada for a while like
0: I don't know. I know that I talked about this last time, but I'm just obsessed with the idea of Michael viewing her as this like femme fatale, like seductress. You know, she's mystique. It's like, give me a fucking break.
1: Are you, really? When he sat down and said, yeah, we we're both abused, I'm like, that's Jax Taylor.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, that is narcissism in its purest form for him to think that they're in the same boat. And like, obviously, he was coached. Like, obviously, his lawyer coached him into like, Ways to not be accountable for anything. Nothing at all. Um, But yeah, it was just really sad. And I was also not, like, happy. But I was, like, I was waiting for somebody to acknowledge potential sexual abuse. Mm -hmm. Because I always thought it was pretty clear that it felt like she was, like, trafficked. Yeah. with the Russian adoption agencies and being placed from place to place and her spotty memory of what was going on. Like it felt like she was trafficked to me.
1: Yeah. She talked about a a man putting a cloth over her face and her waking up in like a van. And even the first family that adopted her basically went to like the highest bidder.
0: Right. Yeah. Like it feels like she's just blocked out a lot of her childhood abuse and if you're not an idiot and you're able to put two and two together it's like if she was as a child being hypersexual as the doctors said and as the the neighbors said or whatever like and you're looking at her and she's a literal child wouldn't you put two and two together and not like be like oh she's a little whore like what the fuck
1: yeah yeah I'm still team Natalia. You know, if she did put Pledge in someone's coffee, it yeah. was deserved. Like, I don't know.
0: <laughs> Listen, a little spray of uh wood cleaner won't hurt you. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. Team Natalia Grace, even though that phone call ended like crazy. Um, I don't care.
0: <laughs> then if it seems like we're going to get some fucking TLC show or, or like an A&E show or something is coming. So we'll see. We'll, it feels we'll- A&E. It feels very A&E. Yeah. Uh, we'll be watching.
1: <laughs> well, now that we've ended on that super high note. <laughs>
0: uh, we love you very much.
1: We hope you all have an incredible week.
0: Please don't forget to DM me about how to go to Coachella, because I don't know how to.
1: Help Troy live his dream.
0: <laughs> and uh, we will see you here next week.
1: Bye. Bye.